Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne. This is Inside Exec. Today we have a case study for you and I will read out the notes so that you get a sense of the case study itself before we start to talk about it in detail. I have worked for a company for many years with a good track record, received bonuses and I'm respected and appreciated within the company. This company was taken over and I started reporting to the new management team. A few months later, I was made redundant. The hardest thing to accept is the way it was handled, that there was no respect, sensitivity or professionalism in the way it was done and there was no communication which left a lot of unanswered questions from my part. Now I've been looking for a job for six months and I've lost my confidence. What am I really like? Am I seen by the new management team as not good enough? Is that why I was made redundant? I want to be realistic and I want to pull myself out of this, but I just don't know how. First of all, I can say that I have in my career been made redundant. I saw it coming and I didn't allow myself to take it personally. That didn't mean that it was any easier afterwards to find work, to get a job, to move forward. So I don't think that whether you know or you don't know makes a whole lot of difference to how you feel afterwards because you're left with this void where you felt you were good, you knew you were good, but for all sorts of reasons which might or might not have been given to you, you're not in that place any longer. And so you're starting from outside the square, basically. And if it's been a while since you've been in the marketplace, it is very hard to know your place, to know what skills you've got that are still worthwhile, what level of uh, an organisation you need to go into because every organisation is different. And, and in my case, it was training and development that I was in. And it was a time where we had always called it training and development, but it was moving more into the HR human resources and human resources development. New words, new phraseology was coming into to being in that environment. It was at a time where there started to be people coming out of university who were graduates in human resource management, which hadn't been the case when I first started in that arena. And I really didn't know whether my work experience was going to be considered in comparison to someone who had come through a university process, you had no practical experience. You know, both sides of the fence, we, we can argue the toss about we're better because we've had real life experience or we're better because we've been exposed to a broader range of newer thinking about this particular topic. And th there's no right or wrong answer. But in terms of you as an individual trying to find your place in a, a new work environment, it is confusing. And it's confronting and it's overwhelming in the end. And so you step back and you think, well, I don't know where to start. I don't know where I fit. They didn't tell me at the last place that I was as good as I thought I was, regardless of how many years you've been there. And so it's all too hard. I don't know. I can't think. And you, you just get overwhelmed, basically, and can't think yourself out of that process. And I will say my, my last little bit on that point is that no one is going to give you a job. And this is about the phraseology. No employer out there is out to give jobs. You have to go and get one and it's up to you to be proactive. And, and I know that these words are easy to say when you're in that environment and in that mindset that you you can't lift yourself out. You, you're tired of rejection. In today's work environment in 2022, you might apply for 50 jobs a week, 10 jobs a day. 
and not hear back from 95% of them, even that they've got your application, let alone that they're considering you. And as has always been the case, at the end of the process, there might be five people to choose from and there is very little between them. And really it is very hard from an employer's perspective to distinguish between people. So you have to start thinking about what it is that you've got to offer for every individual job, not just put out the resume and hope for the best and hope that they'll read between the lines and see how good you are. But to think about what you individually have to offer to that organisation. Now, we've had a lot of guests over the years that have talked about um, how to reinvent yourself, how to present yourself in the best way possible. I will suggest that you go back and you listen to Nick Plummer, who was one of our very early guests who was from Directioneering, and he talked about people in very senior positions who were being retrenched or replaced or made redundant and the decisions that they made and the time that they took to make the decisions and how some of them, when they left or, or were asked to leave an organisation, had a, had a mindset of what they wanted to do and what they could offer took six months off to think about it. Obviously, they were in a financial position to be able to do that, but then came back and said, no, they they decided to go a completely different way. So there's a lot of information in those podcasts and there's transcriptions as well, if you'd rather read them, that will help you to get your mind ready to think about, to not focus so much on what did I do wrong, but rather what have I got to offer? I better let her speak. She's nodding her head a lot more often than normal. <laughs> Just because I'm agreeing and I'm exactly on the same line of thinking. Firstly, I am sorry that you are going through this because it is a horrible situation to be in. When you made redundant, it's got its own things. But when you're feeling that poorly and you feel it was that being mishandled and wasn't professional or sensitive, that will add another layer. Now, how to get out of it is really what you're asking us to contribute to. And I think that's a lot of the things that Kim, you just said are fantastic. And I think, yes, definitely agree to, to do that. I'm just here thinking, maybe we should just reflect on the facts. Forget emotionally, yes, I'm not underestimating that or belittling it. I'm just saying, yes, absolutely, you're feeling that way. But you're already strong. You've proven you're strong because you reached out. You reached out to Inside Exec, even though you don't really know us, and you're saying, here's a forum that maybe I can get some help from, which is fantastic. So that, to me, shows independent thought, willingness, and acknowledging where you're at at the moment. So congratulations on that that's a fact <laughs> so please look at that as a plus you did say that you were with the organization for some time and you were well regarded that you have received proper uh, remuneration and bonuses for a number of years that is a fact I think if you look at that and say it's not just because they like me I like them and we worked well together etc if you look back, I want you to go to the detail of how salary and bonuses and all of that and how was your career and look at your achievements and quantify them. You need that for your CV anyway. So they're probably there. If not, you might need to look at them and say, when you did a particular role, what was it like when you went in there? What did you achieve while you were there? Can you quantify that? 
do that just for you at the moment. But obviously, it's going to help you for preparing to, to that bit where Kim just said, go in there and show them what you can offer them. So you're going to need that information. Once you've done that throughout your career, the other thing is, I don't know what processes you had in your organization, but for you to be getting bonuses, there must be a process and a process where it says, how did you perform? So a performance review of a sort Mm. where what was the bottom line in that? The people that were responsible for you as you reported to them, what did they say about you? Read those words again and listen to it and remember why they said it. Because that's a fact. That's not anything we coming up with. It's about you and it's something you already achieved. That's important. And again, you need that information. So when you're answering questions at interview, you're using that knowledge and experience and you're bringing it to this meeting and how then you can turn that into applying it to the organization you're being interviewed for. Now, in relation to the bit where, or what about, okay, so you, you, you might still be thinking, okay, I'll look at that, but these people didn't like me. These people made me redundant. I don't know what the situation is, so I'm making it up. But just for a moment, think about to make someone redundant, it's because the position itself is redundant, mm. not mm. the person. Yeah. Yep. See, what did happen in, from what you're saying is your organisation, there's new management bought out your organisations and people were made redundant right up front, but you won't buy the sand off it. Now, why? And you need to look at the facts around that. I reckon it's because you were good and they needed you for the transition. And if that's the case, you can look back and you'll see that. So, for example... If you're doing a role, that there is another person doing a similar role in the new organization, they only want one of you, right? So in this case, they kept you. So your deep knowledge, your ability, you're very highly regarded, etc. help them with the transition. For a minute, you might get a bit angry about why they're using me. What I focus on is that's a plus for you. And that's how you can use that. So even though a lot of people were made redundant at that point, I worked there for another to help with the transition. Stick to the facts. Again, the facts and give examples. The other thing is what is glaringly obvious is you're quite rightly sounding like they didn't handle it properly. They should have communicated that. If my assumption is anywhere near what really happened, a good uh, management team would identify that and talk to you up front and say, look, we don't know where we're going to go with this and it might end up in a redundancy. And if it does, we will follow the redundancy rules. But for now, we need you because. And if they had done that, you will be feeling not so, am I good enough? And why haven't they treated me like I've been used to be treated? So that's important. Now, Back to, and why I was nodding so much before, is because I was thinking, even if they did all of that right, and you've done everything right as well, and you had your confidence and gone for interviews, no fault of your own, back to what Kim was saying, it's just 
a numbers game. There is five people in one position, and they all equally as good, and they had to find the dif- differentiating factor between one person or another. So it is a horrible position when you're looking for a job and all of that. I know that for sure and certain. But what I'm saying is if you just look back on what you achieved so far and look at the fact to answer your question, I want to be realistic. I want to pull myself out of this. Am I good enough? Well, the answer is you will answer that you are good enough based on facts. You will answer that you are being realistic because you're looking at yourself, then at the hiring environment, then you pull yourself out of that. And then you have to bring back your inner strength of resilience and patience and keep going till you get what you want. I think in all of that, I'm going to suggest something that she's going to be horrified with because she'd never do it herself. I would like to see you treat this whole exercise, everything that we've talked about, as an interview and video it, video yourself. So either you ask the question and then you answer it or you get someone else. You know, it might be your partner, might be your kids, doesn't matter. Everyone's got a smartphone these days that can do a video. If you're doing video for Facebook and TikTok, you can do it for yourself. I think that a lot of what we talked about, if you had someone say to you in this little video you're doing, why were you made redundant? You can say, I don't know. Or you can look for the facts as Fuliana has suggested and you can say, well, it was, I think it was these reasons, but it wasn't communicated well. And so it has left and, and say all the things that you're feeling and whether or not you ever look at this video again or whether you use parts of it as a audio and video CV or, or whatever else it is, it will give you a chance to vent the things that you are concerned about in a conversational way, not in a, I'll have to write it down as a structured thing on a piece of paper, but it's you talking it out, getting it out of your system, but it's there, it's recorded, and you may well find that that's very cathartic in that that it, it helps you move on from it all spinning around in your head to actually having it out in the open, and you might well say things that you, you didn't think you were thinking, but will help you to look at the situation, look at the facts, as, as we've said, look at the situation and perhaps if you get nice and challenged by it and you think, oh, yeah, well, I cut and paste this video and I can use it to promote myself, that's a good thing too. What you are looking at is in today's environment where there are so many people applying for the limited amount of positions that are available, you need something that is cut through. So you need to market yourself So rather than worry about what's happened in the past, you've got to think about here am I this package, how am I going to market myself? How am I going to rise above everyone else who has been working in all these other organisations and is probably at the same level? You know, they're my peers. I'm good at some things. They're good at other things. You know, how am I going to show myself as well as my potential employers that I'm the one that they should put their trust in for this particular activity. So whether it's the video or whether it's bits of the video or you do go back to writing it down on a piece of paper, whatever you're comfortable with, but do it as an interview. So do have a question and then you answer it. Uh, same as we do for this podcast. Uh, we and, and you could do it that way. You could just do it as an audio. You don't have to be a video. Although with a video, I think you, you start to get a bit more 
of you, the, the personality comes through. You might start with the plastic face like Fuliana does when we do a video, but, but by the end of it, she's into it. She's drinking a tea and she's throwing her hands around and all those things. That's my suggestion is make it different. Take yourself out of the cycle that you're in now about thinking about the position and the situation that you've been in. Do something that challenges you that is different to address how you're feeling and how you can move on from where you are now. I'd just like to finish by saying good luck. I really, really hope you get what you want. And maybe when you do, you might want to come back and share your experience with um, our listeners. You could do that by writing to us as you have already, or you could do a video like Kim just said, or an audio, or come back as a guest. That would be excellent. That would really be excellent because it's nice for us to do these case studies and we talk from our own experience about what we would do or what we've experienced but to have someone who has presented us a case study that we've talked about and then you've worked through it or you you know, you might come back to us and say, look, I'd really like to talk to you because you know, everything was just beyond me, couldn't be done, wasn't appropriate. That's fine too because it's another voice, it's another opinion on this particular topic and when we know that there are lots of people out there who are listening who are not confident enough yet to voice their concerns or their views and so we'll keep doing the, the podcast in the hope that they will engage with us in one way or another and that we can continue to bring you valuable and useful and practical information over the topics that you suggest to us. But we will leave it there, but we'd love to have you in as the uh, follow-up guest for the case study. And you can just be visitor guest X or guest Y, whichever you would like, or you can use your name. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec.